365 days a year. Good afternoon and welcome to another edition of Money Talk. I'm Neil Chrysell and Diane Duver and I are your hosts every week right here on AM 1290, repeated at 11 and on Saturdays at 6. We're brought to you by Cornerstone Home Lending. This highly trained and experienced team takes great pride in helping people with home financing, offering competitive rates and a wide array of loan programs. American Riviera Bank, smart banking for smart people in Santa Barbara at Figueroa and Anacapa Streets and Montecito's Upper Village. At Arlington Financial Advisors, a leading wealth management firm in Santa Barbara, providing its clients with the personal care and attention of a small independent firm, coupled with the vast resources of a major financial institution. So, Hi, Neil. Uh, How are you on this Monday? Um, it's Monday? It's Monday of July 4th. We're going into our uh, the birthday celebration of the USA. It's really difficult sometimes to know what day it is. It Um, is a bit like Groundhog Day with this, you know, pandemic going on. Well, but I always know it's Monday when I see your smiling face. Exactly. Even over Zoom, you can't get away from me, Neil, right? That's right. Um, So uh, who's our guest today? So we are thrilled to welcome to the show Kayam Kim, who is the co-founder of the company Blind. And he joins us today from... Uh, the Bay Area. So come, thanks so much for being here with us. Hey, thanks for inviting me over to Money Talk 1290. Um, I'm excited to meet your audience and talk about um, how uh, we've been uh, embracing workplace transparency. Perfect. Thanks. So Neil, do we have some articles before we um, get started with our interview? Well, we weren't on live last week, so I have 30 articles. So uh, I don't know oh, if we'll be able to, to get to the guest today because we have so many articles, but I, but they're all quick. So the first article goes back a week, and that's about the uh, Hertz uh, uh, new issue that got canceled. And um, I bring it up for two reasons. One is because it goes along with the entire exuberance that we're seeing in the stock market today where people seem to be buying stocks uh, without really considering uh, some of the macroeconomic and social issues that are taking place today. Uh, But the other reason uh, that I find it interesting is that not only was this a stock issue that was for a bankrupt company, and this is not debtor in possession debt, this was actual equity, uh, which meant that it was pretty, pretty sure that you'd lose all your money in this. It wasn't the traditional uh, stock issue. It was done through a non-traditional offering where rather than having an underwriter, the company would just sell stock whenever they felt like it uh, by issuing stock every day based upon the price of the stock. So not only was there uh, really very little hope that you'd make any money, it was also really not uh, part of a underwriting with the due diligence and the uh, ability to question management. And so it just was well, so em- you know, emblematic it, to me. Yeah, it's emblematic to me of the whole craziness of today's stock well, market. If you're buying stock in a bankrupt company, you've got to scratch your head right there. Right. Yeah, you're better off buying one of their used cars. Yes, you are. At least you'll have a, a so car. The next, the next article is just a note for those of the, our small businesses in the community that took out um, the uh, uh, pandemic relief loan. And that is finally the uh, government has decided to take away some of the more onerous regulations with payback and, in fact, make it possible to create a safe harbor where the borrower actually simply has to affirm that they were unable to operate at the same level and therefore they weren't able to spend all the money and they would still be able to get a loan forgiveness. So it has simplified and made the loan uh, that uh, so many people were questioning, the Paycheck Protection Program, whether or not it would work for them, it made it uh, uh, much more uh, uh, user-friendly. Which I think was so needed because many small businesses really um, use that money as a bridge to stay in business during during these, this pandemic. And without knowing if it was going to be a loan or forgive, forgivable, 
was really, you know, stressful for many um, of our small business owners that um, needed that money to continue their business operations. Forgivable? Is that a new word? Forgivable? I said forgivable. No, forgivable. For forgivable. <laughs> I like that word, actually. Forgivable. Forgivable. Um, so, uh, the next article um, is uh, from this weekend's Wall Street Journal, and it's entitled, As Markets, As Markets Bombed, Investors Carried On. And it's interesting because um, when the stock market collapsed, one would have predicted, based upon history, that the sellers would be the small investor. And what uh, a study found was that when the stock market collapsed in March, 95% uh, of 401k uh, investors um, run by Vanguard did not make a single trade. And this was turned out to be true for um, other major uh, pension funds and stockbrokers have reported that there was very little selling uh, panic selling among individual investors. And, you know, the old story was that individuals are not particularly bright and they would panic. Uh, but this time uh, there was a sort of a sense of equanimity and a sense of, well, you know what, we've been through this before, we'll stick it out, as opposed to some of the professionals that did panic and, and, and drove the stock market down. Uh, the next article uh, is, is, is one that's a little bit frightening, and it announces that private equity is going to be permitted in individual 401k plans. And one of the reasons that's a little bit, uh, for me, problematic is that private equity not only is an illiquid investment, but the value of a private equity investment is determined by the company rather than through, uh, through the market. So uh, every quarter or every, and every year, the private equity company marks to market whatever assets they have based upon their estimate of what, in fact, uh, the company is worth. So as an individual who's not very sophisticated, A, you're locking your money in, and B, you're uh, taking the word of the investor that is uh, that you invested in uh, to uh, create value that is uh, ac actually accurate. And what was interesting is a Oxford University study, and this is why the article, I guess, was published now, besides the fact that this is new, that they that you know 401k plans can invest in it, is they found that U.S. pension funds earned an average of an annual return of 11% after fees uh, for the last 25 years, uh, which was about the same return as small and mid-cap U.S. stock market giants uh, indexes. So you have less liquidity, you've got some questionable uh, value uh, determinations, and yet it really didn't outperform the stock market. What's interesting about that is, uh, I don't know how they're going to get around the lockup period of be being able to offer it in a 401k and the liquidity piece. I'm just not um, sure how that's going to work out for either, neither rather the investors nor the companies, the private equity funds. Yeah, that's true. Um, the The next article is entitled Crisis Upends Corporate Borrowing Binge. And uh, a great deal of borrowing over the last uh, eight, nine years has been through what, uh, what through CLOs, uh, collateralized loan obligations. And, you know, this sound, if it sounds familiar, it, it is familiar because this is what happened with mortgages back in the uh, mid '90s, uh, which resulted in the '90 in the '08 collapse. You mean the mid 2000s? Mid so the roaring 2000s, yeah. Right, where um, the uh, the concept was that you could uh, take these debts from companies that were prime and uh, combine them into a, a security, and because of the diversification of all of these. Uh, uh, different companies, you wouldn't have any risk. And it has not worked out that way. In fact, some of the collateralized longage, uh, and they give a couple of examples, had in it Neiman Marcus, Hertz, and J. Crew. So because there have been so many bankruptcies, uh, the CLOs have, um, there's been some, as the article goes on to say, some shock in that marketplace. And quite frankly, if it wasn't for the fact that the Fed has been buying you know, high quality corporate bonds, uh, as a backstop, which has really, by the way, helped the bond market and helped the stock market. I wonder how much even worse these CLOs would have done. Oh, I think without the Fed actually, you know, backstopping the corporate debt investment grade and higher, 
and providing liquidity for the markets, we would have seen a much greater drop in March. And we probably still wouldn't be out of it if, if the Fed hadn't stepped in. And the final article today is uh, entitled Retirement Account Holders Can Return Distributed Money. And the IRS has ruled that if you took a uh, mandatory, uh, your uh, uh, required minimum distribution, right, RMD uh, at the beginning of the year and then suffered a large stock market loss um, and decided that you'd like that money back, uh, you can put the money back um, and uh, not, and therefore, grow your IRA as opposed to using the money. And um, it even permits you to, uh, uh, in a sense, get your money back from the taxes that were withheld by suggesting um, that uh, you can add that money back in from your own pocket uh, and get a deduction from that on your taxes when you pay your taxes. So for example, if you took $30,000 and Fidelity took 10,000 out of it, uh, you can put the whole thirty thousand back, even though the government's not going to give you the ten thousand that you withheld back. You can uh, put your own money in, uh, make yourself whole, and take that ten thousand dollars as the deduction. So for those that you know did that and want to re- return the money, you can now do it without a penalty. Uh, you're listening to Money Talk on AM twelve ninety KZSB, and we'll be right back. For prospective homebuyers, one of the most important steps of the loan process is getting clear and honest information from someone who will speak plainly and truthfully about loan programs and options. I'm Kelly Marsh, Vice President, California, of Cornerstone Home Lending, where our highly skilled and experienced team takes great pride in helping clients obtain home financing with honest, knowledgeable, fast, friendly, and efficient service. As a Santa Barbara native who has spent the past 20 years in the mortgage industry and has closed over 4,000 loans, I'd appreciate the opportunity to earn your business and invite you to visit the Kelly Marsh team.com or call my office at 805-563-1100 to learn more about how Cornerstone Home Lending can help you determine the best way to manage mortgage debt to achieve a more stable financial future. Licensed by the Department of Business Oversight under the California Residential Mortgage Lending Act. California Residential Mortgage Lending Act license number 41DB072220. California Financial Lending Law license number 60DB072528. Loan originator NMLS number 245822. Not a commitment to loan. Equal housing opportunity. Hey guys, let's play some video games. This new dad plays video games with his sons. But the challenge feels like he's lifting a metric ton. So many buttons. His avatar just stares at the walls, twists and turns and somehow falls. Help me. He's tangled up in the controller's cord. I just don't understand this crazy digital world. Crazy, crazy digital world. Heroes and worlds. But the love from his kids is totally apparent. See, you don't have to be perfect to be the perfect parent. You should have just played catch. You don't have to be perfect to be a perfect parent. Thousands of siblings in foster care will take you just as you are. For more information on how you can adopt, visit AdoptUSKids.org. A public service announcement from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, AdoptUSKids, and the Ad Council. Welcome back to Money Talk, brought to you by Cornerstone Home Lending. Since 1988, a mortgage banker and direct lender that believes in providing in-depth loan consulting to its customers in a personalized and honest manner. And we can be reached at 805-564-1290. Or you could email us at moneytalk1290 at gmail.com. So if you're just joining us, we have come Kim, who's the co-founder of the company Blind. Um, it's a it's a Korean-based company, but also has a um, office or has employees in the Bay Area, and that is where Khan is joining us from. So tell us a little bit about what your company does and what it is. Yeah, sure. Um, so our company basically provides anonymous channels for employees to communicate with each other. So um, when you sign up with your work email, um, you get access to two different channels. One's a public channel where you can talk to people in other companies, and one's a private channel where you can talk to uh, employees at the same company. So what we're trying to do is we're trying to solve the problem of workplace transparency. Um, when the organizations get bigger, 
oftentimes employees are more hesitant to be honest with their opinions and sharing information. So we're trying to fix that by providing a work identified but anonymous um, channels to the professionals in um, companies. Why is the company called Blind? So we named it Blind because the metaphor was um, uh, we wanted people to be anonymous behind the blinds, but we still wanted them to be free so the voices can be heard. So that was kind of our metaphor. And so how, how, who is primarily using it? Is the information for the employees or are employers able to gather information and make their culture better through this anonymous uh, feedback that employees are, are giving? So we have about 4 million users worldwide, um, about a million in the United States. And our main user base comes from um, tech companies and finance companies in the United States, including Microsoft, Amazon, and Google, uh, Facebook, those kind of companies. And we started with the we started as a consumer product um, uh, and marketed towards the employees because we we wanted to be this third party platform where employees can be free in talking to each other. And now for um, Companies like Microsoft and Amazon, we have over 65,000 employees each um, signed wow. up at these companies. So it has become kind of another channel where employers can look in to find insights about their employees and um, the sentiment of uh, the workplace. So Now, if, if I were going to find, if I were looking to be hired at, say, Amazon or, or Microsoft, would I be able to access that information on your platform to find out what really the culture was beyond what the HR department was telling me it was? So uh, we do not give access to the private company channels to the people outside of the company, but we do have public channels where you, um, you can ask questions to these employees and tag those companies. So if, oh, you, I see. if you want to ask an Amazon employee a question, you can go in there and ask something. And then what we do is, we don't let people post anything without their work identity. So even though you're anonymous, when you post something, your company name's attached to your username. So the information is authentic. It comes from the employee at that company. And can Amazon see what the employee says and identify who that employee is? Uh, so when we first made our app, we made it so that even the admins are on blind like us, we cannot identify the individuals. So we only know that they work for the company, but we cannot identify anyone. And if they wanted to see the conversations, um, if you work in uh, leadership, HR, if you have a company email, anyone can sign up with their work email. But they, and can't, so, they, they can't identify the person though. They cannot. And so when you, when you are either the employer's best friend, because you're finding out the real information that employees are sometimes hesitant to tell their their bosses or you're their worst enemy <laughs> what are you what are you finding or what type of feedback do you get from the from the corporate cultures yeah so um what we're trying to become basically is we want to become the ally to the employees we want to um create a platform for them to uh talk about what's on their minds honestly and for the companies we're not necessarily trying to be their enemies but um i think we're in a very good advisory position because um, from our polls, uh, people are not honest in their employee uh, pulse surveys within the companies. Uh, and um, even in exit interviews, you, you don't want to burn bridges, so people won't be honest there. So what we're saying is, um, if there's a third-party platform where you can actually look into um, what the employees are talking about to each other, that's where the most honest sentiment lives. And what we're trying to do now is aggregating those insights and providing it to the company so that they can use it to enhance their culture or um, fix potential problems that may exist in the organizations. Can, so, you, can you use the system to uh, create a conversation that isn't uh, organic? So, for example, uh, can you say to the whole uh, group, you know, what, how is Black Lives Matter affecting you and, and, and get a conversation going that could be helpful you know, culturally as, uh, that may not be right on the minds of the people who are in your system. So we do, we have been running um, uh, surveys to our users, including ones for the Black Lives Matter movement, the COVID-19 work from home, 
So we have been doing that. And what usually happens is people um, come up with those discussions themselves. And we are potentially thinking about opportunities for the companies to bring in those discussions as like a official all hands or um, uh, Q&As within the companies. But we haven't, um, we haven't had any companies officially coming to us and uh, doing those Q&As yet. But you must so now, have a you must have a whole set of data that could be helpful, you know, sort of to the world and you know discussing these really important social issues. Yes, of course. So the, one of the recent surveys that we did was we found out that um, black professionals um, feel much less represented in the leadership than um, people in other races, and we're also doing a survey on LGBT professionals, um, and we found out that trans professionals are much more likely to feel less represented than um, uh, people in other gender identities. So these are kind of the insights that we can pull out from, um, and we can we can benchmark companies. So we can compare company A versus company B, and kind of give them insights on where they stand. So those are kind of things that we're looking into. So now, where did you come up with this idea, and how did you go about, you know, figuring out that this was a need, and then and then launching it? Yeah, there's a. So our, our founding story is um, the CEO of our company used to work at one of the biggest tech firms in, in Korea, and they had an anonymous channel provided by the company. So um, they already knew there needs to be an anonymous channel for people to be honest. But what happened is because the, the channel was company sponsored, they later didn't like the conversations going on within the platform and they uh, decided to get rid of it. And um, when I met him, I was working at a company called um, uh, Timon. It's an e-commerce company in South Korea. And I joined when the, there were only like 10 employees and I later became a thousand within two years. So it was a very exciting experience. But um, I realized that as the company got bigger, it was just less fun for me to be at the workplace because I, I, just, I was just getting less access to information. And... Um, I was in the leadership position because um, I was one of the early employees. And um, one of the things that I realized is that there were silos in um, hierarchy. So since I was in the leadership position, now I, was, um, I couldn't really understand what, what the employees um, who have just joined the company are thinking. And also, I couldn't really understand what um, people outside my department are thinking. And... Uh, when the CEO of, of Blind, he came up to me and gave me this idea. It was a timing when um, smartphones were coming out in, 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 in South Korea and the penetration was over 80%. So we thought, hey, if we have this concept of anonymous channels within companies, uh, we have this personal device. If we could provide a tool that's third party to the individuals, this would be fun. I mean, this would get a lot of traction and potentially solve the problem of... Um, uh, internal communication. So uh, we decided to launch this product as a pilot in Korea and it uh, went pretty well and it all started from there. Uh, you're listening to Money Talk on AM 1290 KZSP and we'll be right back after this message. Hi, I'm Jeff Devine from American Riviera Bank. All of our customers were once just like you, stuck with a bank that kept charging more for less. But when they finally made the decision to change banks, American Riviera Bank made the move easy with mobile deposit, online banking, free use of every ATM in the country, and a level of customer service that other banks dream of. Come in and make the move today in our downtown Santa Barbara or Montecito Upper Village branches. American Riviera Bank, smart banking for smart people. The Santa Barbara County Public Health Department reminds you that to get through the COVID-19 pandemic, we need to follow some simple guidelines. With details, here's County Supervisor Greg Hart. That is isolating ourselves, keeping distance from other people, washing our hands regularly, not touching our face, and wearing face coverings. So the masks, ironically, are not to protect the wearer. They're to protect the rest of us from the invisibly infected person who is walking amongst us and not realizing that they have virus. The exhaling of breath is loaded with droplets and they exhale 
material then gets captured in the face covering and stays with the wearer rather than being broadcast out six feet beyond where somebody's breath might go. But I'm, I'm hopeful that as people become more and more diligent about wearing face coverings in public, that we will see stabilization cases and we get this thing back under control. For more information about the importance of wearing masks to prevent the spread of COVID-19, go to publichealthsbc.org. Hello, Central Coast. We've got some good news for you. Tune in live during Drive Times Fridays from 5 to 6 p.m. for Solutions News, where we discuss what's going on that's positive in the world. We pledge to never bring up any problem unless we also share the solution, too. We know there are more solutions than problems, so we look at everything with a solutions mindset. Join us Fridays from 5 to 6 p.m. and hear what's working. Welcome back to Money Talk, brought to you by Arlington Financial Advisors, a leading wealth management firm founded on providing thoughtful, objective, and comprehensive financial guidance for families and entities who are seeking long-term financial guidance. I wonder, Diane, should we, uh, should you buy this product for your, for your office to see what everyone thinks of you? Well, given that there are five, out of the nine of us, five of us are owners, you know, well, it, it, it would seem a little overkill. <laughs> so, you know, you never know. <laughs> True. I know. Well, with, with coronavirus and, and, you know, people working from home and all the different iterations of what this um, pandemic has done, people are in, in definitely a heightened state of being nervous and acting differently. So who knows? It could be helpful. So what would you say, Come is the um, most important takeaway that that employees and employers get from using your product? I think for the employees, um, when we talk about transparency, it's about access and participation. So it's about how much um, equal access to information people have and how much people participate in sharing the information, sharing the insights and opinions with each other. And for the employees, we just felt like because of the explosive um, take from the employee side, we, we just thought there was need for this. And the reason I think that happened is because when organizations get bigger, um, it's built on hierarchies, it, no matter what, because um, mm -hmm. management has the power over the employees on hiring and firing, compensating, and that is delegated to the management um, accordingly. So given that structure, it's, it's not, there's no like in the single villain here, but because of, of how the organization is structured, um, the information transparency or the culture of hesitation just starts to build as, as it gets bigger. And there's another aspect of when the organization is bigger, um, there, it, it um, brings in the politics because there's a lot of conflict of interest within the organizations. So um, when we launched this product, we were assuming that existed, but we didn't know to this extent it existed. And people were just talking about a lot of things, including their compensation, like their opinions on the products and um, like a wide range of topics. So I think from the employees, that was kind of our takeaway, our learning that they needed a platform like this. And so how does, how does Blind make money? How do you make money as a company? So in Korea, we started monetizing through ads and different um, uh, monetization streams because we have the uh, professional working population um, highly retained on our platform. Um, in the US, however, we're looking into more like B2B enterprise side of things. So we started off with um, a product called Talent by Blind and uh, we're uh, connecting individual candidates on our platform to um, the companies right now. And also the, the point so wait when you say that am I understanding it so that you're acting almost like a like a, I'm a employee I'm an employee of company X and I'm on your platform but I really want to be working for company B you'll kind of facilitate that introduction yes so we ask people for their um, basic information outside of our platform so we don't have their personal information within our platform and um, that works because a lot of people come to our platform to get information about job opportunities in other companies mm -hmm. and they already have the intention to move. So 
we collect that um, information outside of Blind, and then we uh, facilitate uh, the recruiting process with the companies that we're working with. So when are you going to sell the company to LinkedIn? <laughs> we're not. We're not. Uh, so our objective of this company is uh, um, to sustain as long as possible because now for many individuals who are uh, irreplaceable, irreplaceable outlets to express themselves. So um, yeah, our objective was never to sell it to LinkedIn or anywhere else, but we wanted to build a community where people can be honest with each other. So there's no way to convince companies to pay for this? Um, I, I think that is uh, really um, tricky and we need to put a lot of thought into it because we need to remain as a third party and we don't want companies managing our channels, but we do want to provide insights to the companies. So we're, start, we're still investigating ways on how to um, experiment to ways on how to do that. So how do we not compromise our users' identity while giving companies enough insights to help them with their culture. So, Well, free advice is worth what you pay for it, but how about this for an idea? You sell the companies a, uh, a report every quarter that gives them uh, uh, macro statistics as to various issues. So, you know, you, you say we have 30 companies that we have uh, – people in and of those 30 companies you know 22 percent of the people feel this way about something 32 percent and for your company uh here's where you fit so you are selling them aggregate statistics that places their company uh in comparison to other companies are important uh, in important issues yeah i mean that that's a great idea that's actually similar to what we're looking into so um yeah definitely we'll like keep, keep in mind <laughs> you didn't know that you were coming on on a on a, on a radio show for some some uh, business counsel yeah, it's good business <laughs> advice yeah thank you <laughs> so now in terms of what data you are um aggregating what would you say um the employee sentiment is right now for for the industries that that you have on your platform you know are employees burned out you know i know that there's a lot of talk about this you know working from home and working remote and and trying to find that work life balance and, and many of many employees don't have dedicated workspace so they're working at their kitchen table or in their bedroom um what are you seeing and and what is the sentiment out there i think i think most of us are feeling the same way and uh um, I think this work from home situation is different from other like previous working from home because first of all, this is forced work from home. So people are forced to stay home instead of being voluntary. And the other is because of that, you're basically inviting your boss, your coworkers into your living room or wherever workspace where you have. And it's hard to make a disconnect with uh, work life and your um, personal life. So yeah, I mean, through our surveys, we've been seeing increasing trend of loneliness, burnout, anxiety, and people are working more. And um, specifically, anxiety comes from the, the performance, um, the anxiety on performance. So working parents are feeling more anxious about their performance reviews because it feels like they are working less um, because they, they have to miss meetings sometimes, they, they can't allocate their full time at work. So they end up working more and being more burned out. So um, I think HR is trying really hard to understand these kind of things. And when we ran our surveys, it seems like most people think their company is empathetic to um, the employees. But um, I think the situation is at a point where there's so much uncertainty that um, whatever the companies do, people are having time hard time mentally right now. Well, and, and there's no end date. You know, it's not yeah. as if like this is ending tomorrow. We don't know how long this work from home situation yeah. is, is going to be. And so I, I think that that also puts people on edge yep. and, and without, a, without a firm, you know, end date. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. On this and other issues, do you see a difference between the Korean employees and the American employees? Um, yeah, I mean, um, there's a lot of difference because um, there's, there's a huge difference between how the, the two nations handled the COVID-19. Um, so Korea did a lot of testing earlier, and um, I think the U.S. kind of 
um, didn't do that at first. So Korea and economy is pretty much back to normal now. Um, people are commuting, people are going to bars and restaurants and everyone's wearing a mask. But here, um, I think still many people are af still afraid of just going out of the house, their house. So um, the employee sentiment is different because Korean, Koreans uh, working from home is pretty much over or voluntary there versus still many people are forced to stay home in the U.S. So you're saying we should all move to, to Korea? Is that <laughs> No, that's what I'm saying. It's, it's just, uh, I, th I think what I learned from this is um, the employers being empathetic to their employees, whatever the situation. So understanding of uh, employees' problems. I mean, there are things that you cannot really control, like, like this virus. Um, I don't know if, you know, uh, whatever policies would have made the difference in the United States. That's, that's um, out of my boundary to say. But given the circumstances, if employees are empathetic to employees and put in the right policies. For example, when Microsoft uh, decided to pay all the contractors, um, uh, even though uh, the offices were not being used, that, that brought in a lot of positive responses from the Microsoft employees. And when companies start um, uh, announcing like work from home policies earlier than later, that, that just gives employees more reasons to um, be loyal to the companies. So I think what, what I learned is that, like, empathy really matters here. You're listening to Money Talk on the Santa Barbara News Press radio station, and we'll be right back. It's a fact. Successful wealth management is built on strategies that focus on the big picture, take a long-term view, and establish deep and valued relationships. Hello, I'm Diane Duva, founding partner at Arlington Financial Advisors, Santa Barbara's trusted family guide, empowering you to make more informed and confident decisions. At Arlington Financial Advisors, we bring order and balance to your financial life by monitoring and managing risk so you can focus on your work, family, and enjoying the moment. We are a fully independent firm offering strategic financial planning, estate and tax planning, and private money management. Our plans and portfolios are handcrafted using a rigorous and disciplined approach, supported by a consistent yet highly personalized client experience. Our clients look to Arlington Financial Advisors as a home away from home, a comfortable place to protect what they've accomplished while they prepare for what comes next. Please visit ArlingtonFinancialAdvisors.com or call me, Diane Duva, at 805-699-7300. If you came across someone struggling with hunger, how would you recognize them? By their clothes, their age, the way they speak? Would you notice an eight-year-old girl who's not, not excited, excited for summer break because she may not be having lunch again until September? Or a single father of two who works three, three part-time jobs and still can't put enough food on the table? Or maybe a mother who cleans offices at night hoping to find meeting leftovers to take home to a hungry family. Or a war veteran who's having a hard time landing a job and getting back on his feet. I am the one in eight Americans who struggle with hunger. People you pass by every day but never knew were hungry. I am hunger in America. Hunger can be hard to recognize. Learn why at IamHungerInAmerica.org. Brought to you by Feeding America, 200 Food Bank Strong, and the Ad Council. Welcome back to Money Talk, brought to you by American Riviera Bank, making your life easier with cutting-edge technology, mobile deposits, free use of every ATM machine in the country, and level of service other banks can only dream about. So if you're just joining us, we have the pleasure of having Kum Kim, who's the co-founder of the company Blind, joining us from the Bay Area. And so what are you seeing, you know, at Blind of how the coronavirus is affecting the way employees are treating their personal hold on, finances? Hold on, hold on. I have to look at that oh. sentence. I have to see that sentence again. What are you seeing at Blind? I mean, are you, is that... <laughs> That is pretty sentence. funny. That is a great <laughs> sentence. What are you seeing through your platform, I'll say, right, that's <laughs> of better... how the coronavirus is affecting the way employees across the across the um, spectrum are treating their personal finances? We, we did a survey back in um, April, and the, the findings were pretty interesting because we it was 
totally opposite from what we expected. So um, when you think about economic crises, you, you think of individuals like pulling out of their investments and being less aggressive. But in April, we actually did a survey about 401k, how people are making changes. And I just want to make it clear that the people are on our platform on blind are um, uh, people who work in big tech companies and they're uh, in the higher income bracket. So this cannot uh, represent the whole working population, but still um, we found out uh, about 25% have actually increased their investments in 401k and uh, um, about less than half of them actually made changes to a 401k and also we found out more people are being more aggressive with their investment strategies, like putting more money towards stocks than um, high quality bonds, than people being more less aggressive. So this was back in April, by the way. And um, it was surprising because the, the experts were all, um, uh, they were saying like, there's going to be another crash. You know, people are going to pull out of stocks, but it seemed like people just have had a lot of confidence in the stock market. Maybe because the tech companies were doing so well. <laughs> right. And so now how often are you sending out um, surveys to, to your users? And is there some um, obligation on your users' part to answer your surveys? Or is it all opt-in if they, if they feel like answering? So it, it's based on opt-in, but we do randomize our, our samples because we um, run it one, and we run the surveys. We run a lot of different surveys on a lot of different topics. Um, based on the news cycle um, and rele release it to the press. And the, one of the recent ones we did was on the Pride Month. And before that, we did uh, ones on Black Lives Matter and so on. Yeah. Now, ultimately, are you trying to have, a plat have your platform be something that employees can leverage to get either better pay or better negotiating skills? What what do you see this as, why as a employee of one of the big tech companies who I'm busy, I don't have enough time in my life, would I want to join a, another, yeah, another social media platform? You know, what am I getting out of it, basically? Yeah, so in, in, our, in our mission statement, we um, have the word term informed decision. And we, that's what I really believe in. Um, when you have more information and when you have information that's valid, that makes you make better decisions, better career decisions for the employees and better um, corporate decisions for the employers. And for the employees, um, pay transparency is one of them. Um, if you want to negotiate for a higher salary or if you want to find out your potential, then you need to know how much other people make. And in California, um, according to the California Equal Pay Act, it's actually illegal for the employers to um, punish your employees because they talked about their pay, but you cannot just go up, go up to your coworker and then ask them like, how much do you make that? That's pretty awkward. Right. Still. So, well, you could, but they might not answer yeah, you. <laughs> yeah. I've never tried it before and I don't recommend it, but when you're anonymous, um, that's, it makes it just much easier. So although it is your right, people are hesitant to do that because they're still afraid or there's hesitation that they might get in trouble or they might get judged. Um, from other people, but on blind, uh, since you're anonymous, you're much more free to ask those questions. And once you know how much you can actually negotiate for, that's, that's, that becomes your power and that becomes your negotiating leverage. Well, there's a new piece of legislation being sponsored by one of our um, Congresswomen. Uh, I, I think she's, she's, what is Hannah Beth Jackson? Is she a no, California she's a senator? State, she's a state, state Yeah, she's a California Senator, so state senator, not U.S., um, and it's on uh, gender inequality in pay, mm -hmm. and it's going to require companies to release information on both gender and diversity pay. Mm -hmm. And I just think that something like your company could really um, help these, mm -hmm. all the companies, be able to yeah. file this if if the legislation does pass, file this um, requirement and mm -hmm. and get up to speed on it. So that might be another angle. Yeah, yeah, totally. Um, so one of the most uh, motivating moments for us is when we have thank you blind posts on blind. So <laughs> there's usually a pattern. They, uh, they come to blind for to find information, they realize that they're worth much more. And then they negotiate for a different salary, or they um, look for another job. 
And then after they get a job, what they say is, thank you, blind community. I want to give back. Ask me any questions about my process. And one of, I would like to say, like, most motivating post comes from women, uh, women in, in the job place, because they are usually less informed about these kind of things. And um, um, they don't have the networks that men have oftentimes, like the school alumni or the company alumni, like those kind of things um, affect your information circle a lot. So you get information from the networks, but we're basically trying to become a network that is accessible to all working professionals. So if, yeah. if I, if I ran your company, my three o'clock in the morning nightmare would be being hacked uh, because uh, the confidentiality is so important uh, and you're a tech company. So do you have, you know, very sophisticated systems in place to protect yourself? Yes. So we had a security advisor from day one ever since we launched and um, we are our, our, the way we interpret on anonymity is again, like the admins of blind shouldn't have access to who wrote this post. So after people verify with the work email, we delete it. We don't store emails in plain text. We don't send any newsletters. We don't have any phone numbers, anything. So even if we get hacked, there's no way for the hacker to find out who, who this uh, post came from. And so how do you handle when employees change jobs? So let's say mm. I work at Google and I'm a member of your mm. um, blind and mm. then I change and I'm at Amazon. How do you, do I have to rejoin under my new job or my new company? How, do, how does that work? Yeah, so we do periodic re-verification. So we send out a notification saying that you should re-verify with the company email to get maintain access to your company channel. And um, if they don't, then they lose access to their company channel, but remain in the product. And they have the freedom to re-authenticate re with their new company email if they want to. You know, the and difference, get into the, the difference, their new channel. The difference yeah. between your, your approach and so many other companies is that the other companies, you know, monetize the information about the people and, mm. you know, sell them stuff. And you're basically saying you're going to have to find another way to monetize because the, the gold in that information of personal uh, uh, co contacts is going to be kept in a vault. Uh, you're listening to Money Talk on AM 1290 KZSB, and we'll be right back with our final segment. Hi, I'm Jeff Devine from American Riviera Bank. All of our customers were once just like you, stuck with a bank that kept charging more for less. But when they finally made the decision to change banks, American Riviera Bank made the move easy with mobile deposit, online banking, free use of every ATM in the country, and a level of customer service that other banks dream of. Come in and make the move today in our downtown Santa Barbara or Montecito Upper Village branches. American Riviera Bank, smart banking for smart people. For prospective homebuyers, one of the most important steps of the loan process is getting clear and honest information from someone who will speak plainly and truthfully about loan programs and options. I'm Kelly Marsh, Vice President, California, of Cornerstone Home Lending, where our highly skilled and experienced team takes great pride in helping clients obtain home financing with honest, knowledgeable, fast, friendly, and efficient service. As a Santa Barbara native who has spent the past 20 years in the mortgage industry and has closed over 4,000 loans, I'd appreciate the opportunity to earn your business and invite you to visit the KellyMarshTeam.com or call Call my office at 805-563-1100 to learn more about how Cornerstone Home Lending can help you determine the best way to manage mortgage debt to achieve a more stable financial future. Licensed by the Department of Business Oversight under the California Residential Mortgage Lending Act. California Residential Mortgage Lending Act license number 41DB072220. California Financial Lending Law license number 60DB072528. Loan originator NMLS number 245822. Not a commitment to loan. Equal housing opportunity. In the wake of a disaster, what one thing can you send that will help people the most? A blanket, a tent, a sandbag, a doctor. Actually, if you send a monetary donation, you send all these things. Even a small donation can make a big impact and can quickly become exactly what people affected by disaster need most. In the wake of Hurricane Harvey, your monetary donation can make a huge difference to those in need. To donate, visit hurricaneharveyaid.org. That's hurricaneharveyaid.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council.
Welcome back to Money Talk, brought to you by Arlington Financial Advisors, a leading wealth management firm founded on providing thoughtful, objective, and comprehensive financial guidance for families and entities who are seeking long-term financial confidence. And we have Tom Kim, who's the co-founder of the company Blinds, um, which connects employees so they have a an anonymous dialogue with each other to talk about issues they're facing both professionally and personally. And he's based out of the Bay Area. So as we talk about Blind, what would you say is the next? What would be what would be the next milestone that Blind would hit that you would say you've hit a great success that you've accomplished? you know, what you've, what you've set out to start or accomplish. Yeah, I, I believe in like virtual cycles. So we've created this platform where employees can talk to each other, but I think our next step is how do we provide and aggregate these insights to actually um, uh, influence the cultures within the companies. And that is what we're working towards right now. And so as you become a bigger and bigger influence in these companies and these cultures, what, what would be a big success for you? What would be the next growth milestone for Blind? Would it be, you know, as Neil mentioned earlier, being acquired by, say, LinkedIn? Or would it be something where you're in every company in America with 100 employees? Or, you know, what's that next growth goal for you? Yeah, in Korea, um, we are... We, we have about 30% of the working population signed up on, on Blind. And in the US, we're, we're far away from that still. And in Korea, we're um, dominant in 75 industries, which is pretty much all the industries. And here, we're, we have pretty good presence in tech and finance. But beyond that, we don't really have a lot of presence. So I think we still have a long way to go in terms of do, do you have any Do you have any competitors? Uh, we do have a couple of um, competitors that do uh, similar um, uh, provide similar platforms, but uh, we are the only platform that really um, aims to we that that is truly anonymous, and we don't store any information about the users. Well, that's a big selling point, especially if you want people to be truly honest with yeah. what the the culture is at the company. Mm. So. So really, you're looking to branch out into other other industries besides just tech and finance, whether it be, you know, consumer products or, or what have you moving forward. Well, you know, I have to say, I think that this was really um, insightful in learning about what Blind does and how how it really changes the landscape for individual employees to better advocate for themselves moving forward. And it was, you know, a real pleasure meeting you. Come. And now how long do you, you've been in the US, you said since 2014, in this last stint, but you've been on and off since mm. in your life. Do you plan on staying in the US and running the US um, headquarters? Yeah, so when I when I came over to the US, I had a I had a, um, a milestone that I wanted to hit and I wanted to really make it out, make our product um, successful in the United States. So as long as we have a milestone to hit, um, I, I foresee myself staying here and pursuing that goal. Well, if you're going to be here, we'd like to have you back again when you become a huge factor. In fact, we, Diana, ought to sign up and we should do it for ourselves. We could be a group of two. <laughs> thank you so much for being here. And thank you all for listening. You've been listening to Money Talk on AM 1290 KZSB, and we'll see you all next week.